On this episode of Corona Brides, I talked to Liz and she was able to have her dream wedding in July, but y'all, there was a lot of changes that had to be made and it was just two weeks before the wedding. So tune into this one. Liz is going to take us through and tell us everything that happened. And y'all, she was engaged for almost two years. So she just could not wait to be married. They decided to keep their date and they just have a wonderful story. You're going to love this. Welcome to this episode of Corona Brides. I'm your host, Jordi, and today we have Liz on, who was able to have her wedding on July 18th, but not without some big last-minute changes. Liz, thank you so much for being on with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, Liz. So I actually met you at a distance the week before your wedding at Park 31, and I I remember you saying that your wedding planner and your makeup artist canceled Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it both happened within kind of, I think, like two weeks at the very least. So my makeup artist came first, and I kind of knew it was coming, and they were doing my hair and makeup. I booked them way back in December, so like wow, eight months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really liked them, and I'm pretty picky about hair and makeup, so it was one of the things I was most looking forward to. And for whatever reason, like this company was just like so freaked out and they were posting constantly, like criticizing the rest of the makeup community and everything for working. And then just, they just up and decided it was actually, I was at my, I was at one of my bridal showers and it Mm -hmm. was like the very end of the night. It was like 11 or 12. It was like late at night. Uh huh. And she posted on Instagram that she's closing her shop (gasps) until further notice and that um it is what it is kind of thing and I was like what the heck because yeah like this was the first time seeing of it and it was on one of those like just Instagram stories and so I text her like hey like I see you said this like what the heck because I was supposed to have a trial again soon because I had wanted to change my hair and she Uh doesn't message me back for like days like (gasps) days And she ended up deleting that story like pretty quickly. So I'm like, I wonder, like, she must have impulsively posted that. But yeah, so what happens is that was, I want to say that was three weeks before the wedding. Oh, no. And so I'm not hearing from her, right? She doesn't post anything else about it. Like, whatever. Like, I'm constantly checking for updates. And so now we're two weeks out. And my wedding planner was like needing to confirm all the vendors, right? Uh Uh-huh. So she like calls me and tells me about the conversation she just had with my makeup artist, which was her saying that she hadn't messaged me back because she's waiting on getting an official letter from her lawyer for her to cancel services. And, um, yeah. And I'm like, this is the first I'm hearing of it. And on top of that, she tells my wedding planner that she should highly caution me against having my wedding because I could get sued what no way and I'm like what the heck so um and she was like telling my wedding planner she was like you know uh, she doesn't have to cancel us like if she reschedules or whatever like she'll still have us um her deposit secure blah 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 no she could like get her deposit back and I'm like I'm not moving my wedding like what are you talking about so yeah I just end up being like you know what I message her and I'm like oh so uh she told me about you know, what you said. So can I just have my money back? So they sent me my deposits back, which was good. That was like $200. And 
I was just kind of like, well, now what, you know? Right. Absolutely. Because (laughs) I just find it, I honestly, and this is one thing that people have to know that when you are a Corona bride, it is already crazy and it's stressful because you seriously have no earthly idea. So I'm sure you were already just stressing. Okay. Three weeks before the wedding, two weeks before the wedding, you thought you had everything planned. And then this happens that I just can't even imagine that feeling. Yeah. And I was just like, how are you not going to communicate with me? And then for her to try to rattle my cage and be like, you could get sued. I was like, that's not your place to be like telling no. me that. Uh-uh. Absolutely and, not. You know, and it really, it really frustrated me. And so then cue like literally a day later or something, I have this conversation with my wedding planner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so literally for the past like couple months, she had been kind of just always bringing up the, the consideration of canceling or postponing or rescheduling oh, wow. she was like just always bringing it up and me and my fiance at the time we felt like she was kind of pressuring us you know to what I mean it. oh that's tough and it was especially tough because she's my friend so she oh, had oh, no. like I had brought her on at the very beginning of our two-year engagement because at the time we were waitressing together and I knew that she was um just finishing her degree and she I knew she had an interest in event planning uh-huh I like brought her on and she was like so excited the whole time she even lined up multiple other weddings that were small just to get some good experience before mine Uh and we were friends like she was with me the whole two years oh wow friends we're still friends yeah and so um yeah it was just kind of like one of those things she was very very nervous about corona and covid Mm -hmm. like just so worried about it and she, I think just, it felt like after a while she was just projecting on us. Like yeah. she just really, and then she was like, oh, well now my boyfriend has to get tested and I don't know, blah. Like she just kept trying to make it seem like, like she didn't want to be there. Like it was obvious yeah. she didn't want to come. Yeah. She wanted y'all to be able, she wanted y'all to say, okay, well, we're going to cancel or postpone. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's your day. It's your day with your fiance, your future husband, and you have to do what's best for you. And I get it, girl, because so many brides, they were, I guess I'll use the word shamed. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> um, I, they're shaming me for getting married, but like, it's your wedding day. And so y'all were engaged for almost two years. Yeah, we got engaged I mean, in August. I mean, crying out loud. You're like, guys, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, please don't shame me into canceling or postponing. I get it. Yeah, we put so much work into it all. So at the end of the day, um, I was just kind of, I was over it. She was stressing me out like nothing else and almost mm-hmm. trying to argue with me. Like she li- she really thought the government was about to get shut down again. Because I got married in that sweet spot of, when everybody was kind of confused if like yes. we were going to yes. start opening back up again or if we were still like not safe like everybody was really confused in July I feel For like sure. For so sure. I really really thought like we were going to get shut down again mm-hmm. and I just ended up being like you know what hey like is there some kind of financial agreement you would like to talk about that relieves you of your obligation because I can't deal with this. Like, this is adding to all of my stresses. Yeah, I had just started my master's too. So I was just like, look, if you don't want to come, if you're not comfortable, I don't want you there because this is frustrating. And I need to like, I need to move forward. I'm not canceling my wedding. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up talking it out. And um, 
you know, we came to an agreement. And so she paid me because I had already paid everything. Like I had already oh, paid wow. her in full. So she paid me back. Like we ended up deciding like 60% because she had been with me for, you know, the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. So she paid me back 60%. And then I was like, you're off the hook. Bye. I'll go get someone else. And so were you able to find another, um, were you able to find another planner and another makeup artist? Yes. So with the planner, um, actually both recommendations came from Julie, who was my event manager at Park 31. And um, I was so grateful for her because she was really helpful. (laughs) But the the planner, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, uh, I'm so happy. I ended up going with Love Story Addicts. Mm -hmm. And it was Shirley. She did an amazing job. And literally everybody at my wedding was like raving about her. My family, like everybody really loved her. So I really think, you know, that probably was a blessing in disguise type of thing. And two weeks before, how in the world did she do it? Like, that's incredible. So luckily, you know, I'm a very thorough organized girl. There you go. That's why. (laughs) So I was able to like, just give her all the information she needed. And she just like took over. And um, yeah, it was great. She's really great. And I'm, you know, I'm really happy with that. There's not other much I can say on her, but um, it was just a good decision with the hair. Um, I ended up doing going with another makeup artist that also mm-hmm. did hair and they all came on site. Um, and that was good. I think the one thing with my hair and makeup, as much as I loved my look, I just felt so almost like my that was like stolen from me. Oh, more because, so because you wanted what you wanted and you wanted to be able to. Yeah, because you were even going to do like a trial. I that's tough. You know what I mean? So that, that was like a big, that was a bigger deal for me. I was still very happy with how my hair and makeup came out, but it wasn't like the experience I had been expecting for months and months. And I had never even like decided on a hairstyle to literally like the night before. So that's partly on me. It's just like, I couldn't decide what (laughs) I wanted and I was like over it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you had a lot going on, like give yourself some grace because I totally get it. Like it, it's one of those things. Like I have a friend that, um, I interviewed and she got married in 2019 and she was saying how, wow. She said, I I can't even uh, describe how happy I am that I got married in 19 because she said, now I look at all the 2020 brides. She was like, and y'all have been put through the ringer. And I said, I didn't even think about that, but it's true how yeah. she said sometimes there were little things that were just like would bugger and she would, you know, bring it up or address it. And then with us, it was just kind of like, we got to take it as it comes. I mean, yeah. it was just like, we just had to ride that wave the whole time because so your, your original, so tell me about park 31 and when you actually booked park 31, because the fact that you were in, you know, engaged for almost two years, well, yeah. right at two years, when, <laughs> how early did you decide on park 31? So we got engaged August 4th of 2018. Aww, and I awesome. think I booked park 31, like two weeks later. There you go. You were on it. Yeah, I was like, I had a very specific look in mind, especially being from Texas. Like everything is so like barns or country chic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh And that's like not me at all. So Mm -hmm. um, I had a very specific look in mind. I wanted something more industrial and pretty. And you found it. 
I did. That's it. <laughs> I was so happy finding Park 31. My fiance loved it. He was like, do it, book it. He couldn't come with me on the day I went, but um, my mom was like crying. She loved it so much. And they had just opened, like they had only opened in May of that year. Oh, wow. So it's only been two, it's just been two years. Wow. I didn't even, I don't know that I realized that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So it, it worked out great in that sense. And um, I, yeah, I had them for two years. I had, my mom and me had been to a couple different open houses after that. <laughs> um, I seen them grow from their small little vendor list to like all of these like extensive recommendations and partnerships they have now. That is so incredible. I, I know I felt so our wedding was supposed to be in the Las Vegas desert because I'm very like desert boho girl. And we had to cancel, obviously, because of COVID. It was supposed to be in May. So when I booked Park 31, Julie, because Julie was also my wedding coordinator, she was like, <laughs> I was kind of wondering, is this girl crazy? Like, what is she doing booking a wedding? Because <laughs> I booked it in. I think I booked it in April and I booked it the week after yours, July 24th. And oh. that's when I said, ride or die, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, we're going to make this happen. So I totally, totally understand. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So if anybody has not seen Park 31, you definitely have to go look. But yeah. now did y'all, um, so how did you address because, you know, the hardest thing, I'm sure you sent out M invitations, right? Like a two people's addresses, like paper invitations. Yeah, I had sent out invitations. Like, I want to say, well, Save the Dates went out back um, probably like around Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. And then the invitations, they went out in May once we were like, no, this is happening. Okay. See, and I think sometimes people don't quite realize that. Like, it's not just like, oh, let me change my wedding. Like when you've sent out your save the date, you've booked everything, you've booked your vendors, you've literally sent out paper invitations. Like you, we really had to commit to what we were doing and stick with it. So yeah. how, did, how did you address everything with your guests? I mean, were there conversations that you really had to have with close family and friends? There was some, so a little bit of background, like, um, so his mom, my fiance's mom had passed away in September of 2019 oh, from cancer. So and it was like a big thing with all the family. And um, she knew she was there at our engagement. She knew we were going to get married. His little sister had pulled off a wedding in like four, four weeks, the June prior to that, because she oh, wanted wow. her mom to be there. So it was one of those things where like our whole family, we had a little bit more support, I think, behind us because everybody kind of knew it was like a big deal for oh, us yeah, for sure. and for him to kind of like join me and, you know, cause he, you know, that's the best way I can explain it. But there was some conversations that like with people, um, just being hesitant, um, uh -huh. either hesitant or very like, whatever, like, why don't we just do this anyways? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so at the end of the day, like what it came down to, and I had to tell everybody this is that we were technically allowed to have our wedding at that point. Like we yes. were allowed to have the wedding, the, the, as long as we stayed within the 50%, um, rules at the time we were allowed mm -hmm. to have the wedding. Like all the vendors said we were allowed to have it based off of, you know, the local and state rules and stuff. Right. 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 So I had to explain to all these people, like we have paid for a hundred percent of our wedding at this point. Cause everything's due like a month in advance. Yeah. Exactly. I was telling them, I was like, if we cancel our wedding at this point, like the same thing happens to us if you cancel your wedding just because you want to cancel it. 
-hmm. Like we can't just cancel the wedding. We lose so much money. And if we postpone it, we have to pay all these fees. And frankly, we don't want to because we're over it. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. that was the first part of the conversation was like, do you realize how, how many thousands of dollars have went into this already that we can't just like not do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the second part of the conversation was, you know, if you're not comfortable, don't come. Yeah, we don't 100%. want to make you uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. on top of that, we were very, very vocal. We started a month out. Um, we had a we had a Facebook page for some of his family in particular that doesn't really understand websites because I had a whole nice website. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I had worked on it for so long. And that's where we would refer everybody for information. Yeah. But some of his family like didn't really understand that. So we would just also put the information on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So we started like a month out on our on our website and the Facebook page, just being like, if you are not comfortable or if you've been exposed or if you have symptoms, anything like that, please don't come. We really want it to be safe for everybody. Yep, exactly. So we would post like pretty much once a week and we're very just vocal about it. And um, it did discourage quite a bit of people from coming. We had people be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not going to come anymore because X, Y, and Z. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I even had some people like offer to pay for their portions of stuff. I did too. And I thought that was so nice. And I was like, oh no, it's okay. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. So um, that really helped, I think, a lot because people, I think it not only made them feel like we're being safer, like they didn't feel so like, like we were just you know, saying F it and just having right. a wedding, you know, exactly. You're being, you're being cautious and you're not taking it lightly. You're truly giving someone the option. And if they, and I do think that some people, they felt that guilt and they were on the fence the whole time. That sounds like what, how your people were feeling, but the fact that you put it on your website and sent out messages and posted it on Facebook, I do think that that probably helped people make their decision, which at the end of the day, that's what you wanted. Like you don't yeah. want people to feel uncomfortable you know and like yeah. honestly I had some people come to my ceremony and then they left and I'm yeah like, me like, too I, that's great that's cool like I'm totally happy with that like yeah no problem <laughs> it worked out good like that yeah, yeah I absolutely. think that was the probably key for for getting married at that time was just communication and yes anytime somebody had a question like well what are you doing to you know um keep everybody safe and those type of things. And we would tell them, you know, the tables are spaced. We're asking you to just sit with your household. We're trying to seat according to household. We had hand sanitizer on every table. Like I ordered them just for the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, We had masks available. We told everybody, make sure you bring your own mask. We even had on our programs, like reminders, like wash your hands and, and don't shake hands with people you don't know. And yeah. And just all of that type of thing. Um, So, you know, we did everything that we could and we ended up with like, I want to say like maybe less than a third of what we invited, Mm -hmm. but it worked out great. And the one thing about Park 31 is if you're going to get married anywhere during COVID, like they're great for it because they have the space for it. (laughs) Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly because like spacing out the tables and just being able to have all those tables and just the, the room is amazing and the fact that it is indoor outdoor even better I agree with that like we got lucky (laughs) yeah for real and even with the reception like people could go into like the 
I don't know that all the names of the rooms, but like when you first walk in and yep. the, they could go in that area or they could go in the bar and lounge area or they could mm-hmm. go on either of the two patios or yes, upstairs. Or upstairs. Yes. Like, there is so much space for everybody. So if you do have, you know, a hundred to 200 people, it's over 6,000 square feet for you to spread out. So it was like fine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I, and they take every precaution, which was so nice. Now, were y'all able to take a honeymoon or what happened with that? Yeah, I'm kind of glad you're asking me about this because this is new <laughs> for us. Um, so we originally, we played with honeymoon destinations for a good year of our engagement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so we finally had kind of decided um, the, the, so there was like three plans and we're, the final one is what the one we're on now. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, we were like, oh, we're going to go to Hawaii, like Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. <gasps> what? Me, that's where we wanted to go too. We were going yeah. to <laughs> I was like, it's How so funny. beautiful, you know? Yes. And yes. so we were kind of always planning on doing a honeymoon for next summer though. We were never planning on doing it right away. Mm-hmm. Because um, like I had mentioned before, I started my master's right before the wedding. Oh, yeah. So I really couldn't, you know, and mm-hmm. it would just made more sense because the wedding, you know, they can be so expensive. We were like, let's just let's wait a year. So that way our wedding can I mean, our honeymoon can be just as pricey that we want it to be, you know? Right. Exactly. So Hawaii was the plan and we were going to go next summer. And then we were like, you know what? I don't know. For some reason, we were just I guess it just didn't really excite us as much as we hoped it would. Uh-huh. So then we finally decided, like, literally, like, a month before the wedding, if that, we were, like, we're going to go to Ireland next summer. Like, we priced it all out. We used this Noken app. It, like, planned it all for us. We found pricing for tickets and all that. And, like, we were so excited. We're going to do a 10-day trip to Ireland. Oh, my gosh. That would be beautiful. Yeah. And we were, like, set on that. We were actually going to start saving for it this month and, like, buying stuff. But then I try to, like, as I'm, like, still learning stuff about COVID, you know, every day I feel like I learned something new I didn't know before. I know. Yeah. I like learned that a lot of countries aren't even allowing you to like go there yet. Right. You know, and there is no set date as to when they're going to allow you to. Mm-hmm. So him and I were just kind of like, well, this sucks because like, if we're going to plan an Ireland trip, we can't do it in like three months beforehand. Like we need to have a good eight, nine months to plan it before. Right. It's true. Yeah. So we were like, I don't think planning our, our honeymoon to Ireland next summer really makes a lot of sense right now because you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Like the future is still so unpredictable right now. So, um, we ended up just deciding we bought everything last weekend. So I'm really excited, but we're doing a winter honeymoon now for (laughs) new year's Eve. We're going to go new year's Eve and come back January 3rd because we both, he's a school psychologist. And so we both have the winter break off. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, we're going to go. It's like a five-day trip. And we're going to go to downtown Denver and oh, do a winter honeymoon. You will. You're going to love Denver. Have you been? I have been. I've been, I guess, twice. But both times did not really spend, like, maybe a day or two there. Oh, that'll be fun during the winter. It'll snow. Yeah. Everything will be, like, decorated for Christmas. Exactly. I'm like, this that is, is going to be, be so cool. cute. We got yes. a nice hotel, like, right downtown. Our room has a skyline view for the fireworks. Oh, my um, gosh. That is perfect. Yeah. The, and the tickets were, you know, relatively um, good price. And he had some voucher money because he had canceled a couple flights from earlier this year because of COVID. So he had money to pay for his flight. <laughs> there you go. Free trip. <laughs> right? 
And so, yeah, it ended up working out so much better. We're really excited about this because it's going to be so different and because we 100%. know we can go and we get to go sooner. So it yes. all works out. That does work out perfectly. And being in Texas, if you're not from Texas, guys, it does really snow. <laughs> so to be able to actually have a true winter, like that is awesome. That is something that you're going to just cherish forever. And like you said, getting to go sooner, I think is better and not be stressed about it. We know yeah. we can go to Denver and all is well. You don't have yeah, to worry I'm about like, anything else. I have friends in Denver that can give me the scoop. Like, <laughs> Yes, there you go. <laughs> and so we decided we will do Ireland one day whenever yeah. it makes sense. And we know we can plan to go and there's not going to be all these restrictions and, and unpredictability and things like that. Yes. And you know, you know, what's crazy about Hawaii and I don't know the, the restrictions now, but I guess it was at least three months ago and it could still be going on now. If you flew to Hawaii, you were automatically quarantined. Like they weren't even letting you leave. I don't know. I don't want to say it wasn't, they wouldn't let you leave your room, but I really think I read that. <laughs> and if it wasn't yeah. the room, it was the resort. Like if you flew there, you, what, what are you going to do? So that's kind of yeah. why we were like, okay, well, no. <laughs> yeah. What's you don't have point? your freedom. It kind no. of defeats the purpose of the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, guys, we want to do something. Well, so I have another question for you. Um, just because a lot of the people that listen are brides, they're mothers of brides. And what would be your best advice to someone that is you know, supposed to get married in the next few weeks, or maybe they just got engaged and they're trying to plan? Well, I really think that depends on like what you want out mm -hmm. of your wedding. So I think that maybe is like the first question you want to ask yourself yeah. is like, what, what is important to you about your wedding? Is it celebrating with others? Is it being together? Is yeah. it, you know, having all the pictures and just like the memories? Or is it just, you know, just the love. So yeah, I, I really think that's like the first thing to consider is like what you're trying to get out of it. And then also, how are you affected now? Like, mm -hmm. are have you been planning this forever? And now you feel like you have to change stuff? Do you feel pressure to change stuff? Or is it like a new engagement and you have mm -hmm. the power to kind of tailor yeah. the wedding? You know what I mean? That's true. I just think those things matter so much because um, in this time, like, I don't think anybody can really tell you what's best for you. It's just like right. how you want your wedding to look and be. And then just, you know, being flexible enough to accomplish what you can. <laughs> there you go. I think that's really good advice. And like you said, like the to have the power. And I think if someone were to just be engaged right now, that is such a great statement because it's like, okay, you can plan. And you know what? You might go ahead and plan for COVID because we don't know. And like someone like me and you, it was like, oh, hey, bam, you know, plan it now. Yeah. And, and it was just, we had to, we didn't really have a choice. There were changes that we had to make and we didn't really have the choice. And I think with future brides, like hopefully they were, will at least have a little more knowledge and it won't just be, um, you know, sprung on them. So I, I like that advice. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I think right now, and I feel like this advice can just apply to really anything with COVID right now is just yeah. be flexible. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. And just realize that like a lot of people are going through this. My for me, my the main thing that helped me was giving grace to others and giving grace to my vendors. Yes. Because like, they are not your punching bag. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not their fault, everything going on. So by like being nicer to other people, they in turn were nicer to me. And sure. I really benefited from that. Like my, um, there, there was a wedding the night before mine mm -hmm. and the florist, like 
asked if I wanted to keep all of the greenery up. For my- <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> it was gosh. so freaking cool. It was that like is phenomenal. All over the it was all over the the bar and lounge area, like coming from the ceiling all up Whoa. and down the staircase. Like it was everywhere. <gasps> you're and like yeah and I think it's because like I was so nice to park 31 that I'm like sure. they were more than happy to try to be nice back to me I love <laughs> you know that. what I mean yes and that is so true because it isn't anyone's fault and you just have to roll with it you just have yeah. to roll with everything and communication right and I think yeah. that's a big thing you said at the very beginning you have to communicate with your vendors your family your friends pretty much everyone involved and like, like we were both fortunate enough that we had Julie and she was great. And she was just talking to us and being able to tell us everything that's going on. So yeah, I, I do. I love that advice. Well, yeah. Liz, I, I am so happy for you. You are, a, I can just tell you're an amazing person and I'm so happy that y'all have your honeymoon plan because that is going to be so fun. Right. Cherry, cherry on top. And finally, you know, we can move on from <laughs> this and just be married now. Yes. We're relieved that we're married. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I really am. I, I feel for anybody who's had to move their wedding, um, you know, especially more than once. Like, I can't even imagine. So, you know, communicate, be flexible, give grace, and you'll be married one day. <laughs> yes, for sure. Absolutely. Well, Liz, thank you so much. I love this interview so much. And like I said, I wish you and your husband the best. Thank you. All right. You have a good one. You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Corona Brides. So Liz and I just really hit it off. Um, we actually had a lot more in common than we even knew. It was too funny. After the interview, she was like, wait, you have a 361 area code too? So do I, where are you from? Anyway, it turns out she's from Orange Grove. I'm from Three Rivers, super small world. And I always love that that is one thing this podcast does is it just brings people together. The fact that we both got married at Park 31, a week apart, and we were both able to have our the wedding of our dreams, um, you know, and, and it's one of those things It wasn't without changes though. That is one thing that I think she would really want people to know. There were changes that had to be made last minute, but she just embraced them and went with it. She was engaged for almost two years and still was able to just push through and stay positive and have that dream wedding. So, so happy for them. And I cannot wait to hear about um, all of the details from their honeymoon. They're going to go to Denver in December. I think that that's an awesome plan. They're going to have so much fun. I wish them the best. Love all my Corona brides so much and stay tuned guys. I've got a lot more brides coming your way. Bye.